0: Welcome back to Behind the Play. My name is Alex Adams and today we are joined by Luke Fox who covers the Leafs for Sportsnet. Thanks so much for taking the time and coming on, Luke.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, excited oh. to, to chat, Alex.
0: I'm I'm really excited for this. Uh, I, I first read a little bit that you, you ran away from your first sleepover because they didn't <laughs> want to watch Hockey Night in Canada at your friend's house. What did you love so much about Hockey Night in Canada as a kid growing up?
1: Well, it, it was a tradition, I, I think, at our house to always watch Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday night. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a time where you couldn't just, you know, plug any game into your laptop or flick on the TV and have access every night of the week to NHL hockey. So it was basically, and and our family didn't have cable at that oh, wow. time, because we, we lived uh outside of town i grew up in collingwood but i Mm. lived outside and and cable hadn't reached our little dirt road street at that time so basically we only had what we got on the antenna and that was cbc and they only aired one game a week Mm -hmm. uh usually the leafs um although i wasn't a leafs fan growing Mm. up or ever but um anyway so uh i i loved watching hockey in Canada and uh I was pretty young and and my buddy down the street you know invited me to my first sleepover and I was pretty excited like you know this is a pretty big boy thing to be doing uh and then I realized their family doesn't watch hockey night in Canada Mm -hmm. so you know got to be like I think eight o'clock at night and felt like I don't think I'm ready for this because this feels very foreign to me so I, I I bailed and and ran back down the street went home and and at our house hockey night in Canada was on so I wasn't quite ready for sleepovers at that point you
0: you mentioned that you weren't a Leafs fan what what team did you grow up cheering for
1: so I I was a Wayne Gretzky fanatic okay um I I guess I was a bit of a front runner as a kid and uh I mean yeah I grew up in the 80s so it's like Gretzky everything uh, and so I, I was an Oilers fan and then once he got traded to the Kings, I became a Kings fan wow. very briefly a St. Louis blues fan. And then I, and a New York Rangers fan, uh, yeah, he was my guy. So, uh, fun story when I was, I, I think it was like probably my 10th birthday or something. It was a very memorable, uh, birthday gift. My dad out of plywood cut out, um, like a, like a, a goalie to put in, in the empty net in the driveway. And he painted it up to look like Billy Smith, the Islanders goalie, who was Gretzky's, you know, fierce rival at the time. So I could pretend to be Gretzky scoring on Billy Smith every, every shot. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I was a hardcore Gretzky guy. Uh, met him a couple of times, wow. got his, got his autograph. They, uh, Team, team Canada for the Canada Cup, mm-hmm. actually, uh, the 90, I think it's the 91 Canada Cup. Uh, the one where Eric Lindros was on the team before he even became an NHLer. They did their training camp in Collingwood. Wow. Uh, right. My hometown. So I based, and I was, I don't know what I was, like probably 11, 12 years old, uh, 13 years old, like autographed hunting age so I just stalked them went to their practices hung outside their hotel and you know me and my friends would like try to get their autographs and it was awesome yeah
0: at that at that time did you want to be a play did you want to be an NHL or did you want to be a hockey writer when did you kind of decide that you wanted to be a hockey writer
1: at well at that at that time yeah I mean I think when I was like five or six if if the teacher asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd say hockey player, but you know, realistically I learned pretty quickly. I didn't have the skills to make a serious go at it. And uh, I stopped playing competitively when I was like grade eight or nine and then just play recreationally. And I still do. I love, I love playing the game, but uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do is for a career for a while. And it wasn't, It wasn't until uh, I was in my final year of university. I majored in English, and uh, basically, I was I was kind of gonna coming to the end, and I had a decision whether to go to teachers' college, and that was kind of the default plan. Both my parents are teachers. A bunch of my aunts and uncles are teachers. It was you get summers off. uh, It was just kind of like I'm on this path, but my heart wasn't fully into it, it felt like something I could do. But when it came time to actually apply for Teachers College, my heart wasn't in it. There was a journalism program uh, in the college that was actually attached to the university I was going to in North Bay, Ontario. And so I decided to switch to journalism because I always enjoyed writing. Um, and I had an awesome journalism teacher named Mark Furlong, uh, who I'll never forget, he like, took me aside and said, like, you know, a lot of the people in the class, they, they're probably just going to be uh, writers for small town papers or something. And he's like, but I think you have something you should try and make a go of this. And I found that really inspiring. And at that point, I, I got to choose co-op placements towards the end of getting my journalism degree. And I covered the North Bay Centennials hockey team. Uh, Chris Neal, mm-hmm. uh, Ottawa Senators fame. He was just wrapping up his junior career there. He was like, it was his last year there. So I got to cover him. And then my other co-op placement, this was uh, the spring of 99. Uh, I have an uncle in Dallas who knew someone at the the Dallas paper. And he hooked me up to shadow Mike Heika, who's still a, a stars beat reporter. And I got to cover the Dallas Stars wow. and that team. I didn't cover them when they went and won the cup, but that that was the team, like with Brett Hall and Mike Medano and Eddie, Eddie Bell for like, uh, yeah, yeah, Sergei Zubov, like just a star studded dressing room. And I got to hang around with them for a couple of weeks, go to their practices and games. And it gave me like this itch, like I want to be a hockey writer, but I never got a, a hockey writing job out of out of college. It wasn't until years and years later, after I had done a bunch of other stuff and my career went in different directions that I eventually came back to hockey. But that experience made me feel like oh man i i i I could get into this hockey writing thing
0: and and how did you get back into the hockey writing process? I know that you've you've written about music and I know you wrote a book about rap music, but how did you go from that maybe world to to being a hockey writer?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always was a hockey fan and uh particularly the playoffs like i I would wouldn't miss a playoff game of any team Mm. i'd stay up late like watch the late games um kind of drives my wife nuts now and it did then too like but uh out of out of school i got a job working for a company called SBC media they published a whole bunch of action sports magazines snowboard canada was their biggest one like print magazines they did the skateboard magazine skiing magazine windsurfing surfing wakeboarding all these types of magazines i got a job as a copy editor so i would edit all the articles that came in for all these magazines uh like my starting rate was like 14 dollars an hour or something and then occasionally i'd get to write some stories uh a couple of the the skateboard and the snowboard magazine in particular wanted to have a music section, so I I took over writing uh, music stuff for those magazines, and I was there for for quite a while. And then uh, I had some I was I'm also really big into rap music, and a friend of mine was starting a a, a rap magazine, so I wrote for them. It was called Pound Magazine, and now defunct. But this was uh, you know Web wasn't as uh profitable as as print when I first started when I first got out of school like early 2000s I guess and so I spent a lot of time in the in the print world in the magazine world and I was basically my two loves are are sports and music so uh, I wrote as much music as I could I interviewed hundreds of rappers uh, eventually had a book published and uh, I still do a little bit of music writing on the side, uh, actually did a little bit today. Oh. Um, but it's but it's more of a hobby at this point. I mean, my main focus is, is Uh, But then after a while, uh, that company I could sense it it was folding and some key people were leaving and I wanted to get out. And I got a job being the homepage editor at Simpatico hmm. uh, under Bell. And I actually tried to get a job at TSN because they were also owned by, by uh, Bell and had an interview. They didn't want me. And eventually Sportsnet was hiring and I was like, okay, I'm going to throw my, my hat in the ring. They were just launching their magazine at the time. And the editor there said, you know, well, we like you, but I I think there's not a position for you. We're not going to hire you for the magazine, but our website might be hiring. So I'll, I'll put in a good word. And I went for a meeting there for the the web job, and they said, "We're looking for an editor. Um, you know, is there any sport that you like the most?" And I said, "Well, hockey's my favorite." At that time, I was actually writing an NFL column. Oh, I cool. said, "Yeah, hockey's my favorite, but I also like football a lot." And but I'll do whatever. Like I I I wanted to get into sports and out of just homepage editing. And uh, they said, "Well, what we really need is a hockey editor." And I was like okay, perfect. Like, yeah, I I, would love it. And I kind of worked my way from just doing editing and like writing headlines, just determining which, which story is going on the the front of the hockey page and, you know, managing that to writing a little bit more daily hits, news hits that um, weren't coming off the CP wire or whatever. And then gradually like push to get my own interviews and start going to games and it just kind of grew wow. snowballed from there to the point where now I'm traveling like Im're we are i am talking to you from New York City and I'm pumped for the playoffs gonna cover all sorts of playoffs so it's just kind of it's been a it's been a slow grind for sure uh, but this is a this is my favorite job I've had
0: awesome that's awesome to hear I I guess what's it been like covering the Leafs in such a big hockey market with also so much press coverage?
1: Yeah, there's pros and cons to it, I'd say. Uh, Sometimes I'm envious of people who might be on uh, the Anaheim Ducks beat or the the Tampa Bay Lightning beat just because uh, it's less competitive in terms of uh, everyone's kind of going after the same uh, interviews, the same information. So I think it's challenging to try and find your own voice and your own audience within that uh at the same time it i think it makes you stay like on your toes and and keeps you engaged because uh you kind of have to be on it or, or someone else you know might might get something that you could have could have had if, if you had showed up to that practice or that morning skate or whatever but what what i like is uh and sometimes they, they'll drive you nuts but just how passionate uh leaf fans are like there's that feeling of I'm covering a team that means a lot to a lot of people. Uh, so, you know, they might not agree with, with what I write. Uh, they might not like what I write, but at least they're interested in it. Uh, and I'm not, you know, covering a team that very few people care about. I mean, you could, I don't, I don't need to name the teams, but you know, teams that teams that don't just have the profile. So, uh, you know, you, you run into hockey, right? American based hockey writers and and in their world at the top would be the nfl guy in the city or but in canada like hockey is king so it's it's cool i'm covering the most popular team sport in the most popular town um so it it there's a responsibility that comes with that but it's also like there's a lot of fun that comes with that it's like you know i feel like if i write something or I do a radio hit that their people are actually listening so uh I think that it's not something I expected that to be doing um like I said I'm not you know partial to Leafs in particular but I live in Toronto I love the city of Toronto so it's kind of cool to to have that role um covering that team
0: and and just to move to to the Leafs and, and the team on the ice what level of confidence you mentioned fan, Leafs fans should Leafs fans have going into their matchup against the Lightning in the first round, and, and how do you see the Leafs stacking up against the Lightning as well? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, they probably don't feel that confident just because they're so they're so wounded. There's like uh, there's like PTSD from all the the first round playoff losses, but I think they should be confident. Uh, you know, I I just came from from Tampa and the Lightning don't look like they used to look. And I think Ryan McDonough is a massive loss. I think Andre Palat is a massive loss. Uh Jan Ruda is a bit of a loss. Tanner Janot, their big deadline acquisition, is on the sidelines right now. And it's a he probably won't be ready for game one. Who knows if he's uh comes back for, for the series at all? So the lightning are banged up they've played a lot of hockey i don't think they're they've you know you look they're about 500 since january like they look like a team that should lose to the Toronto maple leafs the Leafs have home ice they're relatively healthy uh they 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 should be inspired like everyone knows how urgent it is to win or, or there will be changes so uh and, and I also feel like they're coming into their prime and the time is right to finally slay this drag and and, and get over it. The Leafs look good. And I I you know i I'm critical of some of Kyle Dubas's moves. I think he's had some great ones and some ones he'd probably want back, but I really like how he approached this trade deadline. I think Leaf fans are gonna fall in love with the work of Ryan O'Reilly in these playoffs. I think Nola Chari, Jake McCabe. These are are really smart additions, and I, I, you know, definitely Ilya Samsonov is unproven in the playoffs. He's won one game. Uh, he's won fewer games than Vasilevsky has won cups in the playoffs. So uh, that is a thing. But he's been looking really sharp, and I really like Joe Wall as his backup. So um, I think this could be the year they do it. Win around. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I always uh, joke that I always bet against the Leafs every time in the playoffs until they, to, until they finally win a round. But for you, what are the keys to victory for the Leafs against the Lightning, like, matchup-wise? Like, what did the Leafs need to do to be successful in that matchup against the Lightning?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a few things. I think, number one, I almost think it's a, a mentality of, you know, I, I think back to last year when they led the series – one oh two one three two and they kept letting them come back in a little bit uh you know i think really they should have wrapped it up in six and not let it go to seven and not let those doubts start to creep in so I, i i do think that they need to just take it to them and create some some distance and and it's easier said than done to be sure The other thing I I would say is that special teams have always kind of been a tough one for them in the playoffs. Power play is looking okay. Uh, The penalty kill went eight for eight uh, against the Lightning in Tampa on on Tuesday. So I think winning the special teams battle will be really important, um, especially because it looks like the refs might be on high alert to call a bunch of whistles early in the series, which is the same thing they did tuesday which is the same thing they did in in the previous series so i think special teams are are going to play a monster role if they can win that uh i i think it's huge but honestly i think the leafs forwards are deeper and i think their defense is deeper and it's you know it's a hockey cliche a lot of it's going to come down to goaltending but uh i i do like like how they're built for this
0: and and with the goaltending, like what do you think they need from Samson Samsonov or even Waller, whoever is the goalie um, in 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 the series against Vasilevsky? Like, is it they just need to be competent? Do they need to steal a couple games? What what do you think the Leafs need from their goaltending in their in uh, the series against the Lightning?
1: Yeah, I don't know if they need to steal one. Uh, I think if they can keep them to two goals or less, that the defense is good enough. I just I just think that they can't give in uh the bad goal uh I think they just need to be solid and decent the Leafs don't give up a lot of high danger chances they really smarten up defensively it's probably not been talked about enough they seem more committed to blocking shots uh guys like McCabe and, and Shen and, and Giordano uh are good at stuffing out the cycle better than you know previous incarnations of their blue line so I just think they need to keep it to two or less and I I think the Leafs you know, have to score three. Like that, I I think that's gonna be the approach here. Uh I don't think they need to uh Samson needs to stand on his head and pitch start pitching shutouts. Uh you're not gonna keep guys like point and Kucherov and Stamkos and on and on and on uh off the board entirely. And you just have to bet on the Leafs game breakers showing up. Like it's about time for Matthews and Marner to take over a series the way Dry and McDavid have taken over series. And the counter to that would be yeah, but the Oilers got softer opponents. They weren't going up against, you know, a team that's been to three straight finals and won back to back to back to back cups. But at some point, you just have to assert your dominance. And if you've been watching Austin Matthews in particular, uh, he seems to be rounding into form in the right way. Marner, it, for my money, was team MVP in the regular season. Like it feels like this is their time, and they've had tons of rest of late. It's it's go time.
0: And, and in your mind, is this the best Leafs team they've had since the kind of reincarnation with Marner and Matthews since 2016? And and do you think if they are able to finally win that first round against uh, Tampa Bay, that they can legitimately win the Stanley Cup this year?
1: I think it's the best version play- version in terms of built for the playoffs. Yeah, I do. Uh, I-, I think it's the most defensively sound and the deepest, uh, particularly through the bottom six, which has given them fits in the past. It's like top guys will saw off and they'll get no production from the bottom six. So in terms of a well-rounded balanced lineup, I think this is the one Dubas has built that's best suited for the playoffs. Uh, as for the second question, for sure, I think there is something mental at play, uh, as I mentioned, and I think once you, kind of, finally get over the hump, win around, I I am a believer in the the snowball effect that that can kind of free them up and they can play a little looser and and play with some some swagger in the second round. I give them a shot. The only problem is their likely round two matchup is the The most winningest regular season team of all time, the Boston Bruins are 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 going to be no easy out. That said, when the Leafs have gone head to head with Boston, they've been good games. They can hang with them, and funny things happen. Injuries happen, uh. So I wouldn't rule it out, and I I really do think that there could be something, uh, freeing about finally winning one round one round. And what have you
0: thought of Sheldon Keefe as, as Leafs has coach? And if they were to lose to Tampa, do you think he should be on the hot seat?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, hot seat. I, I would I'd be I'd be shocked if he's back. Wow. Because I, I think if they lose to Tampa, I mean, I would imagine Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe are gone as a package deal. Great regular season coach, but he will have been. In my mind, out coached in every playoff series he's had. If he right. loses, uh, so yeah, he'll be on the hot seat if they can't win around. I, th- I think for sure. Uh, I believe is he has one more year beyond this on his contract, but that won't matter to MLSC. they'll they'll pay that bill. Uh, sorry, what was the second part of the question?
0: Um, no, no, I just said what have you thought of him as coach? But you you've kind I, of what have,
1: yeah. yeah. Sorry. Now let me say some nice things about him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, you can feel so, you know, when talking to him every day, sometimes twice a day, you can feel the urgency and the pressure that he's under. And, you know, I look back at the last week or so, his hands have been tied because of this goalie situation. Uh, because certain guys need rest. He hasn't had full control over his lineup due to salary cap restrictions, but I think he's done a fantastic, fantastic job in the regular season. Uh you know, you look back all the way to October, they haven't had, like, I don't think they've had a three-game losing streak. Whenever they've had one of those stinkers against a bad team, like, they, they always seem to lose to the Coyotes or... yeah, like, yeah. They'll, they'll drop one to the Blue Jackets or something. Like, they'll have those games, but he doesn't let it fester. He's got them back on track really quickly, and I think you have to tip your cap to the coach in those scenarios. And also i think he's done a good job you know kind of calming the waters there hasn't been a lot of controversy like yeah. relatively speaking when you look at the leafs compare them to some of the other teams in canada like it's basically basically been smooth sailing through 82 games like there there hasn't been that much drama um you know as much as guys like me will try to help fuel <laughs> the drama or create story, like yeah. You know, try and juice up some stories. Uh, I think he's done a pretty good job of of keeping things even keel. Now it's just about getting that playoff.
0: And you mentioned Kyle Dubis, and you said that if if they were to lose to Tampa Bay in the first round, that you don't see him coming back. But in your mind, how much is riding on on Kyle Dubis to be successful, and and just really how likely do you think he returns as the GM of? of the Leafs next year when, as you mentioned, they've been so good as a regular season team, but uh, always losing in the first round.
1: Yeah, I, ju- I just think it depends on the results. Uh, you know, I think he's a really talented GM. Um, you know, I think he's had some some amazing moves and some questionable ones. And I think he, one thing I really appreciate about him is if he does make a mistake, like a, a Nick Ritchie or a Peter Morazic, he's usually pretty good at, at finding a way out of it and not just living with it. Like kind of, you know, it basically shows that he's owning the mistake that he, he'll make an effort to correct it and try to get things back on course. Uh, so I, I think he has great ability and I think he's going to have no problem having a job beyond the season. It's just, is that job still in Toronto or is it with another organization? And, I think that will just depend on results. I think there's a frustration um, with the board that, you know, is it, you have all these superstars, you have them in your prime, six straight, you know, series losses. If it's seven straight, at some point something has to change. You need a new vision or a new voice. Um, but that doesn't mean he's bad at his job. It just means it didn't work out. And I actually think he had a, a really strong trade deadline. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, but I guess the good news, if you're a Kyle Duba supporter, and I know there's a lot of them out there is that, uh, I'm not worried about him landing on his feet, yes. uh, regardless how this ends.
0: Yeah. As a sense fan, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, he with new ownership comes to us, but we'll, also, he was there a sense fan back in the day. Uh, I know Sense Twitter always sees that and, 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 uh, uh, chumps it up. But um, I, I guess quickly, what have you thought about Matthew Nyes' game so far? And, and what are the chances he plays in the playoffs?
1: Oh, he's going to play in the playoffs, I would think. It, I think the question is, do they put him in game one? I'd be leaning to no, uh, just because I really like the fourth line. And, and you have to say who comes out. And I don't think Zach Aston Reese or Sam Lafferty, who should be healthy, deserve to come out yet but it's nice for Keith to have that um you know option to pull if the series isn't going their way or if they feel like they want a little more skill in the lineup uh they have that option what stands out to me is just the great lengths they've gone to make sure they got him signed got him here got him in some regular season games because the other option was to have him play a few games with the marlies but then Keith wouldn't get a firsthand look at him and, and how he compares to other NHLers. And I think he's considering he, he just had his first practice today. I <laughs> uh, Like when you consider that, I think he looked pretty darn good and against, uh, sorry, against Florida and Tampa. And he made a couple mistakes and, but he also made some, some great plays. And I think he's going to be a fantastic piece for Leafs future because He's huge body, great hands. Um, and he's confident too. Like he a few times in the Tampa game, he was like slapping his stick on the ice, like calling for the puck. He wants to shoot it. So uh yeah, I it may be early to expect much from him, but in in long term, I think Leaf fans should be pretty excited that this guy's gonna be a top six player for a while.
0: So as someone that that's covering uh who's covered the Leafs all year, where what's your expectation for them in the playoffs? Do you do you see them finally winning around, making the Stanley Cup final, winning the cup? What do you yeah. think will happen? I mean, it's it's always hard to know, but what do you think will happen?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I'll go so far as to say that I do think this is the year that they they went around and give the likely the Bruins all they can handle in round two. I'm not saying that you know the Bruins are going to cruise through uh, all four teams and, and hoist the cup. Uh, but I think the Leafs have a good a chance to upset them as any in the whole league. And if they could do that, then for sure, I, I like the strength of the East over, over the West. Uh, I also am, am pretty high on the Rangers. Uh That was my pick heading into the season. And one of the big reasons for that is Shesterkin. So the, the goaltending question mark lingers for me a little bit with the Leafs. Uh, is Samsonov up for not only performing under the pressure, but playing that many games? I, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure, right? Like he's he's kind of shared the net most of the time, and he's really going to have to run with it uh, if they're going to win 16 games and, and lift the cup. But they're they're among a few teams that have a legit chance, I would say.
0: Well, I, I hope they go uh, they go deep in the playoffs. Although, as a, a Sens fan, I, I hope they don't win the cup. But uh, uh, I hope uh, it's a long uh, playoff ride for you. I just before I let you go, uh, what should people at, at um, people kind of look forward to you with the pieces and, and stuff coming up at Sportsnet? Is there anything you want to plug for for the listeners?
1: Uh mm, well, I I just say Saturday mornings. I I publish a quick shifts blog. Um, that's you know kind of i usually touch on some leaf stuff but do some league-wide stuff as well um uh so i i like doing that and then just to kick off the playoffs i'm working on a big leafs preview for for what might happen but you know it's it's the web and you have to start never you can never stop feeding the beast so i'm going to be on this this covering this playoff trail the whole way and uh they'll probably be daily sometimes twice daily pieces on, on the team so uh yeah hopefully give the readers keep them informed as the Leafs try to finally do this
0: well good luck with uh, the the postseason and, and uh, wish the best for you and uh really excited to to read your stuff at, at Sportsnet and uh hope uh, it's a good playoff run
1: yeah appreciate it and uh on your sends, I, I I'd be excited I think they're finally building the right building the right kind of team and getting pieces locked up for cheap. Like I I I know Dorian might not be there a long time. We'll see what the new owners think, but he's put some great pieces in place for for this team that I like I would love to see the Battle of Ontario mean something. I I
0: I mean I was there was a part of me that wanted it to be this year, but I think next year there's a there's a real chance that they play in the playoffs or both make the playoffs and um I I totally agree. I, I think next year they could really make a big jump, not just be a playoff team but a a really really good team. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be at a lot of games. So hopefully uh hopefully I can uh, watch them in the first round next year and uh that'd be quite something.
1: Yeah. A healthy Josh Norris would go a long way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really would. It really would. Well, thanks so much uh Luke and and uh really look forward to uh reading your stuff uh coming up uh, in the playoffs.